to all the exhausted village. I'm, that's what I'm gonna call your fans, Kyle. The exhausted village. Shout out to the exhausted educator. <laughs> this is a Holding On To Learning LLC production. Woo! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You're gonna love the exhausted educator in is in session. Here's the short ball dude from the Exhaustion Educator Show. What is going on, education heroes? Thank you for dropping in to the Exhausted Educator Show. It is springtime, ladies and gentlemen. Springtime! Rejuvenation! It means there's new life. The flowers are blooming. The trees are budding. People are going fishing. I don't know. Whatever you do in the springtime, that's great. Things are new and fresh. And then there's one cloud that seems to hang over educators during the springtime. It is state testing season, ladies and gentlemen. State testing season. And that's where we're going to go in this episode. But before we get there, I want to stop for a second and just thank you. Thank you for listening. It may not seem like a lot. But for those of you that like follow and subscribe and you just listen, you download an episode, it means quite a bit. Because as I was talking with Jacob Chastain, who I had on a couple episodes ago, before we officially started hitting record, we were talking about, you know, podcasting can kind of be a lonely bit. You're recording and you're hoping that it's resonating with people, but a lot of times you don't know. You get some feedback, but you don't get a ton. So thank you for listening. It just means a lot. It means more than you realize. Speaking of feedback, remember you can always hook up with me, rechargedcommunity at gmail.com, or just hit me up on a DM on any of the socials. And I will tell you, if you do email me and I don't get back to you in a day or two, it's not because I'm ghosting you. It's probably because maybe it ended up in my junk in my email, which I try to check often. But if that's the case, just shoot me a DM. I always see those through social media. So let me know what you're interested in, what episodes you'd like to have. Maybe, like some people have done in the past, like give me somebody specific you'd like me to reach out to to have on the program. I can't make any promises, but I'll promise you that I'll try. So today's episode is going to be a solo episode, and it's going to be all about state testing, which is like nobody's favorite topic. (laughs) I'm not sure many people would say, I love state testing time. But I'm going to try to walk you through a couple stories just to give you some background information on the importance of your role and what you do during this time, especially for the kids that you're going to be working with, and then give you some takeaways at the end. So you can kind of take a little bit of ideas, a couple ideas with you as you head into everybody's favorite time of year, state testing season. Let's get into it. Party time. So if you've listened to the show for a while, you know I'm not a huge fan of formalized tests in general. From my experiences as a teacher, but also from my own personal experiences as somebody who struggled in school. For example, when I was young, I had the proud privilege of being in the Crows reading group. Yes, that's right. We were a dynamic group of readers. There were the Orioles the Blue Jays, the Cardinals, and then there was us. We were the Crows. And I wear that like a badge of honor now, a member of the Crows reading group. So obviously, reading didn't come so easily for me. And what I know now that I didn't know as a young kid in elementary school 
Having undiagnosed ADHD didn't help me because I had some behaviors. I was a squirrely dude. I was impulsive. And I had a hard time dialing it in and focusing on tasks. And when you're talking about reading comprehension, the more you can focus on that specific topic that you're reading about, usually the better success you're going to have. So I've always struggled with it. But that leads me to jump ahead to my eighth grade year. In eighth grade, I remember sitting in a cafeteria with like 50 other students. And I remember the person giving us the test. I think she was trying to take the stress off of us, which I totally appreciate. However, I remember her words saying, this doesn't count for anything. So me, being the individual that I was, I thought, sweet, this is not going to be a problem at all. It doesn't count for anything, so why should I care? So, on a test that I probably, a reading test that I probably normally wouldn't do very well on, this one in particular, I did not try at all. I chose random answers and just kind of whittled my way through and I was done in no time and I just, I just kind of lounged around for the rest of the time while others finished the test. Turns out that test did have some bearing and the person who was giving it wasn't completely correct because not trying on that test ended up meaning that in ninth grade I was going to be in a remedial reading program, which I had not had to do before. Even though I was a proud member of the Crows, I was never to the point where I had to have remedial reading. And so now as a freshman in high school, I had to take a specialized class for a portion of the year, which I ended up testing out of. But my point is this. Be careful of the words you use when you're giving state assessments. Because although state tests do not count like off the scale of importance, they do have a little bit of meaning. And so I'm not sure that I would say this test counts for nothing. So be careful about the words you choose. And really the reason why I'm doing this episode today is to give you something to think about as far as how you can approach presenting a state test to your students. The atmosphere you build, the words you use, how you build them up, super important. So maybe the message is try your best but don't get overly stressed about it. In the grand scheme of things, this state assessment does not have a big bearing on a whole lot. Now, for some states, it counts for more than others. However, what do we know about stress? The more stress you have in your brain, the less likely you are to succeed, or at least the less likely you are to give your highest level of performance. It's why as a coach for years and years, We would always try to do things to take the stress off the players, especially heading into big, big games, whether it was coaching boys or girls at the high school level in soccer. I would always talk with the other coach about, we got to be careful about what we're saying. This is an important game and we don't want them to feel too much stress because we want them to perform well. We want them to feel free once they're outperforming on the field. Same thing with with a state assessment. Again, not the most important thing in the world, but you want them to try and do their best. In order to do that, they just need to be reassured. Just try the best you can, but this is not the most important thing in the world. Don't stress yourself to the ends about this specific assessment. Sorry to break in the action, everybody, but I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by the Recharge Family Designs, specifically our sticker designs that have been designed by all of our family members in hopes that we can get more positive messaging out in the world to help recharge and empower teachers, parents, and kids. 
Check them out at rechargefamily.com or just hook up with the link down in the show notes. Now let's get back to the action. So I want to share a couple quick stories with you about two students that I had way back at the beginning of my years as a teacher, and both of them revolve around stress and really how each student reacted to those stressors within state testing. My very first year, I was fortunate to have 15 fifth graders in a self-contained class. Amazing kids with loads of trauma in their lives. These kids had so much baggage, but I loved them like crazy. I connected with all of them with all of them really really well, and I just had a lot of fun with that group. It was my first year, my first experience with state testing. And I had known that it did have some kind of importance, right? So we had to get the booklets out, and we had to work through the booklets through the state test. These were way, way back before laptop days. And I had one student in particular who hadn't really stressed about anything all year long. He always just kind of did his work. Maybe he didn't always give his best effort. But for me, I actually really connected well with this kid. I'll call him Matt. So Matt, in previous years, had some behavior challenges, academic challenges, And there was a lot of things going on in his life. But I connected really well with this kid. And so, to my surprise, once I went through all the directions, and mind you, and again, he's not someone who would always show that he was stressing about things. Once I went through all the directions and said, all right, let's get started, I looked at Matt, and he had tears in his eyes. I'd never seen him cry over anything. He was in a fight earlier in the year. He took a punch to the face. No tears. Some other kids tried to bully him. No tears. Tough kid. But a state test in front of him in fifth grade, and we had tears. It was super sad. A total of two minutes into my first experience as a teacher giving a state test, and I had a fifth grader put his head on his desk and start crying. This was lesson number one for me that you'd never know the amount of stress that some kids have going into the test. Luckily, I was able to work with Matt. We got him over that little bit of a hurdle on that very first day, and he went on, and he got through it. I will tell you this, that group did not score well on the state test. <laughs> My first year teaching, I don't remember what our scores were, but they, they were bottom of the barrel. But luckily, I had a really good principal looking out for me, And he kept reassuring me, just keep doing the best you can, and those scores will come up. And eventually, I learned a whole lot of different things through the years, and we did a whole lot better on state test assessments. My second story I'll share with you, I'll call him Chris. This was someone from my second year teaching. And Chris was, again, a hard worker and was happy-go-lucky, well-behaved kid, worked hard, had some areas that he struggled with academically, henceforth, that's why he was a special education student, but he did pretty well to overcome a lot of his challenges because he worked really hard. He always had a smile on his face and seemed like nothing ever stressed him out at all. And that's how he was all the way through state testing in fifth grade. However, there was one thing about Chris that I need to share. He was such a hard worker that for the two weeks that we gave the state assessment, he worked from the the moment we started, all the way to the last part of the day, even to the point two, two days 
we had to hold the buses just so he could finish uh, his last test questions. Sad but true. But he was working really, really hard with a smile on his face the whole time. It wasn't until a couple weeks later after the test when I was talking with him just out at recess about the test and he was telling me about questions that he thought he didn't do so well on and you're just telling me about his performance overall, I guess. And then he shared something with me and he said, you know, I was really stressed out about that. And I said, what? You were stressed out about the state test? He said, yeah. I said, you were smiling the whole time. You kept grinding your way through it. You did amazing. And I think you actually did score pretty well, if I remember correctly. But he said, and I wasn't like overly stressed, but I stressed a lot. He said, I actually had a hard time sleeping at night because of it. And it was at that point that I realized, wow, even the kids that aren't showing stress are still stressed about this. So on one hand, I have a kid who's breaking down in tears. On the other hand, I have a kid who's smiling all the way through his assessment, working his tail off through the whole thing. But they were both stressed out in their own way. Which brings me to the final conclusion. Just be aware that the majority of kids, whether they're third graders or whether they're 11th graders, are going to have some level of stress. Now, granted, the high schoolers have a lot more experience working through state assessments than your elementary school students, but there's still going to be some level of stress there. And just remember, when you have stress, you are less likely to perform at the highest level. So whatever you can do to help them settle, calm, will be really important. Try to drive home the message of, yes, we want you to try your best, but this is not the end of the world. The sun will come up tomorrow if you don't do well. I was lucky enough to grow up in a house where both of my parents constantly preached the message of, just try the best you can. I'd come home, had a D on something. The first thing my parents would say, both of them, did you try your best? My answer was usually yes. <laughs> but in reality, what, that wasn't always the case. But when I look back now, I really appreciate the fact that those messages that my parents kept telling me over and over and over again led to something. And it led to me understanding that regardless of what my score was, if I put my effort into it, I had something to be proud of. And that's kind of what I'm hinting at here. Celebrate your students' efforts. And so for my main takeaways, the very first one I would say is your atmosphere that you're building is going to be really, really important. Hopefully you've been working on atmosphere and environment all school year long, but specific to test, what are you doing to try to take a minute here or there to celebrate their efforts? Letting them know, I just appreciate the fact that I see you're trying. Regardless of what the score is you get, take that off the plate right now and just celebrate your effort and celebrate yours as a teacher or yours as a parent or yours as a principal as well because you deserve to pat yourself back on the back because you're working through this as well. It's not just the students. This is a grind for all the educators out there as well. The other thing I will tell you is this. I learned through all these years the importance of prepping students about their accommodations. So specific to students who have IEPs or 504s or they're in tiered interventions because some states will allow for like universal accommodations and things like that. It is super important that those students, regardless of grade level, understand what accommodations are available for them. Because a lot of the kids who struggle are really going to be stressed about assessments. However, if they know what is available to help them, you might be able 
to dial back some of that stress a little bit. I'm hoping this is something that's happening throughout the year so that by the time they get to the state assessment, they are already a well-oiled machine. However, I will tell you, there are a lot of kids who get to the state test and they might not be well aware of all the things that can happen to help them through an assessment. So please take a minute and review with them before you jump in. Let them know these are the accommodations you have and please advocate for yourself so you can have them. These accommodations are important. And for kids who are struggling, giving them some kind of help will be very helpful, not just for them in performance, but also for their stress level. The last thing I'm going to tell you is this. Going along with building the atmosphere, on those assessment days, try to find little blips of time where you can build in some fun, give them some breaks, do some fun activities, get them outside. They need to be able to refresh themselves because if you stack testing days on top of each other for an extended period of time, it makes it tough for them to want to come back the next day. So we got to find ways to celebrate their efforts, but also give them a little bit of fun, something different outside of the box, something novel on those testing days to take some of that stress load off, hopefully rejuvenate them so that they're able to come back the next day and get back to work again, because whether we like it or not, we know they've got to do it. So let me close up on this. Not a lot of people really enjoy state testing season, but a lot of people enjoy the spring. And with that, I will say state testing season for many of you, if you're doing testing coming up here in the spring window, means you're coming up on the end of the year. So work your way through state testing, build yourself up, build up your students, everybody work together, try your best, try to alleviate some stress. And have an eye on the fact that you are almost to the end when you can put your feet in the sand or you can sit on your porch and read some books or whatever it is you have planned for yourself in the summer. So as you come down the home stretch, think about, yes, state testing isn't fun, but we can get through it. We'll work through it together and we'll have an eye towards the end of the year because that does mean in the spring, we're also sniffing roses and sniffing barbecue that's coming up too. Thanks again for jumping in on this one. I appreciate it. I know it's a solo episode, but I really thought it would be important for me to share just a little bit of insight because I know state testing is not always everybody's favorite time of year. Let me remind you, you can always hit me up at Recharged Family on any of the socials, including TikTok. A lot of you I'm seeing on TikTok. Thank you, by the way. I love your comments. I love to comment back to you. I've even tried this new app called, well, I say it's new, it's a couple of years old, but new to me, called Clapper. So if you're on Clapper, um, make sure you, you check me out there. Still recharged family. At any rate, thanks again. Appreciate you out there, everybody. Your students do too, whether they tell you that or not. Remember, take care of yourself so you can take care of them. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you again soon. Party time. Sirens are going off in my head. We're going to try to just not be horrible. I'm watching you, exhausting entertainers. Always watching. Last Christmas. <laughs>
This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode. We would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his music in our intro, outro, and also the music used in our interviews. You can find his information in the show notes below.